We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door. Tom Schumacher, and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We are very happy you're here. And where exactly is here? (laughs) You are tuned to The Open Door, the internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Good day, Terry. Uh, It's good to see you looking hale and hearty. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Tom. It's uh, good to feel good. It sure is. You know what the world needs more of? (laughs) Uh, Well, I can think of a lot of things. You got something specific in mind? Yeah, well, how about goodness? Well, I was beginning (laughs) to wonder why we were working the word good so much into our script. I know, I'm quite obvious, aren't I? Well, I'm making a point. It's good to be good, and it's good to do good. Pretty simple, isn't it? Well... Goodness is simple. (laughs) Exactly. Goodness is simple. And knowing you, (laughs) Tom, you're putting goodness into a particular context, aren't you? Why, yes, I am, Terry. You know, goodness is a simple concept to grasp. And, of course, there is a distinction to be made between good and God-good. We'll get to that later on. But it's not complicated or particularly difficult to understand what goodness means or how to do it. And the context is? (laughs) Drum roll, please. (laughs) Sainthood. Sainthood. Yeah, Authentic, everyday sainthood. And we're focusing on sainthood today because? Well, you know, I think the majority of our listeners would agree that the world can be a tough, challenging place. It can be difficult to get by to just survive. And because of that, we might often find ourselves focused on, well, ourselves. (laughs) Which is understandable. Well, sure it is. To care about ourselves, you know, to take care of ourselves, to look out for ourselves and our own personal interests, like our own families, homes, and jobs— well, there is a place for enlightened self-interest. But if everyone's just looking out for themselves, enlightened self-interest simply becomes selfishness, right? Uh, yeah, you got it, exactly. And yes, you are important. Your family's important. Your livelihood's important. This is not a value judgment on keeping what we believe is important close to home, as it were. But in a world where people become <clears throat> so focused on survival so that they neglect their neighbors, their brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in their communities— well, that can be a problem, yeah, can't it? Yeah, it can. You know, and what's the solution? Well, again, how about a little everyday sainthood? But isn't that hard? I mean, I'm no saint. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, maybe not. Uh, of course, I would contend with you on that one. But, <laughs> but by trying to be good and do good, you become saintly. And every act of goodness has the power to change the world. Think about that. 
So what you're suggesting is that goodness, kindness, compassion, and no matter to what degree, matters, right? Yeah. Uh, that each good deed, great or small, makes a difference? Yeah. I think that practicing everyday sainthood is a choice we can all make right here, right now. So you're not talking about giving all your possessions <laughs> to charity, wearing a hair shirt, and praying all day, are you? <laughs> well, well, that's one path some have followed. But no, what I'm talking about, what we're talking about, is a conscious choice to be a positive influence in the world through conscious and deliberate acts of goodness, kindness, compassion, understanding, gratitude, patience. Well, you get the point. Be good and do good. Yeah. And, and I think we all know that the world could use a few more everyday saints. Bringing comfort to the weary, yeah. a smile to the troubled, mm -hmm. a helping hand to the needy. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, there's nothing complicated about this idea of rampant, premeditated, ongoing goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to do it. And the world needs it now. You might look around, families disintegrating, communities eroding, discomfort and unrest growing. And anyone who says our problems are just too big or it's, it's just little me, what can I do, uh, is overlooking the power of a positive gesture. Yeah, again, have you ever seen how a simple smile can totally change someone's day? I have, I have. <laughs> or how a little extra effort going, going out of the way, walking that extra mile can literally make all the difference in the world to someone. Well, and it feels so good, too. I'm, I'm still just a bit curious about something, Tom. Uh, what's that? <laughs> well, why are we telling our listeners what already seems obvious to them? <laughs> I know. Well, because when the world's problems seem so big, it tends to make each of us feel that much smaller and less consequential. And the reality is that every act of saintly goodness has an echo, a ripple effect, mm -hmm. that changes everything it touches for the better. And that makes each one of us not only important, but absolutely vital to the health and well-being of the whole world, one step one act at a time. And though we may never see the positive outcome of our goodness as it ripples through the universe, mm -hmm. our, our higher self certainly notices. <laughs> uh, yes, there we go again. Good <laughs> karma. These are our treasures laid up in heaven. Which brings us back to the idea of enlightened self-interest. Yeah, though we do it unselfishly, being our brother's and sister's keeper benefits all parties. I can hear some people asking, oh, okay, <clears throat> I can practice goodness in my family and community, but what about those who I don't like or agree with? Yeah. Well, that's where the rubber meets the road, huh? Yeah. Goodness is easy when it's easy, but the real test is being good impartially without playing favorites. And you don't do it for credit or acclaim. It reminds me of that old saying. might be Buddhist, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Everything counts, yeah. but nothing matters. Mm -hmm. Do everything with good intention and integrity, but don't be waiting <laughs> for applause. Right. We're talking about what you do when no one's looking. Well, let's face it. That's, that's why it's <laughs> called sainthood and probably why so many people find it difficult to achieve in their day-to-day -day world. Yeah, so start small, one step at a time. Don't raise the bar so high that you can't possibly clear it. This will only make your efforts doomed to failure. No, you don't have to attempt sainthood all at once. No, you sure don't. And don't forget the ascended masters, angels, doing your decrees and making your calls to your I am presence and Christ self for the God victory of your every good thought, word, and deed. That's right, because, because though you may at times feel alone and perhaps insignificant, you are actually one with God, and that's a majority. <laughs> well said. Remember that the ascended masters have walked where you walk. There's probably nothing you'll ever face that these great saints and sages haven't also faced. And they'll be the first to tell you that if they can do it, <laughs> you can do it too. Yeah, which is another way of saying that the path of everyday sainthood is a path we can all follow. So let's recap, shall we? Good idea. Uh, sainthood is the <laughs> process of being good and doing good as much as possible, as often as possible. Yes, with help from our friends in high places. Certainly, we would be remiss if we didn't also add that one of the key attributes of sainthood is recognizing who is the doer. Oh, good one, Terry. Absolutely right. 
remember that God is the doer, and we don't need to take credit for the good thing that we do. Give that glory to God. Yep. Give God the credit, and you'll never go wrong. And by the way, when we talk about goodness, what we're really talking about is love. It is love in action that elevates our hearts and souls and truly deepens our life experience. This has nothing to do with self-love either. No. Enlightened self-interest does not promote self-love. That's a great point. When we act unselfishly and only for the glory of God, we inspire others to glorify God as they behold each of us. And it's hard to imagine a greater service we can do for others, or for our own souls, than bearing the love of God to our brothers and sisters wherever we find them and whenever we find them. And wherever they find us. That, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, the power of goodness is the power of love, a manifestation of our highest selves, sharing with all an ever-present smile of welcome and goodwill. Which is God's will. Right, you are. So what you have prepared for us today, Terry, is? Well, uh, what I want to share today is an excerpt from one of our really great books. It's called The Corona Class Lessons. Wow. And it's a powerful, inspiring series of lectures given alternately by Jesus and Kathumi. This excerpt I have is titled On Sainthood. Huh. So here it is. On Sainthood. Now, countless millions of well-meaning individuals seem to lack the common sense that distinguishes the saint from those who never quite measure up to the desired standards of their inward aspirations. Most of this is caused by paying too much attention to the outer personality and not placing enough upon the great discriminating cosmic Christ intelligence of their own being, their holy Christ self, also known as the higher mental body, the higher consciousness, and the mediator between God and man. It is extremely difficult for men and women schooled in the various religions of the day to set aside their fear of dire consequences should they be found even considering any idea which is not absolutely correct in a doctrinal sense. Yet common sense should tell them that their own religious beliefs, whatever they are, comprise but one of thousands of sects or divisions of sects. The average Christian is bound to the tradition of the historical Jesus being the chosen, anointed, and only begotten heir of the favor of God. He does not seem to realize that God created favorites in all His children, and that He expects all of His sons and daughters to strive for the one supreme standard of perfection, which is innate within the divine image of each and every one. This is the true image of the Christ, out of which all were made as children of the light. The Holy Christ Self of each son and daughter on earth is able at will to become one with the absolute presence of God above, the I Am, or Father, or the embodied soul below. When the soul realizes the full impact of this gift of love, it is like a beautiful melody which amplifies over and over with each listening that God is love, and that He is quite unwilling to have men and women perish, to remain in delusion, or to be forever bound by unhappy situations. The human problem of self-love, self-pity, or self-delusion, and this includes every addiction, binding human habit, and predilection to sexual perversion, is no longer of concern to those who abide in the true knowledge of the indwelling Father and Son. It is much easier for those completely free from self-love to spread the balm of happiness everywhere. Listen then to the voice of your Holy Christ Self, the Father's gift of eternal salvation to you. Magnify the Lord in silence or audibly as your heart dictates, but let all be done with the wisdom of God in reasonable perfection before men, so that all may glorify God as they behold you. Let this be your goal. So do thou, and so teach, that all men may smile even at themselves, at the human because they should not take it too seriously, and at the Holy Christ Self because they ought to take it very seriously, with an ever-present smile of welcome. So is love extolled, 
so does greater love exert its power of elevation upon your spirit. So is the Father revealed on the path of sainthood. Ah, thank you, Terry. A good reminder not to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're welcome. Well, you know, love is really all there is. This certainly is a central key to the equation of our walk with God and someday our ascension. So thanks, Terry. Now, when we return, we'll hear a wonderful interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet titled, The Aura of a Saint. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Is there a difference between our aura and the aura of a saint? Is the purity of the saints too much to ask in today's world? What happens when you try to consciously magnify the light in your aura? In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet answers these questions and more. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. What's the difference between the aura of the saints and the aura of most of us? I think it's summed up in the simple statement of Jesus, Doug. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Not only shall they see God, but they shall be God. To the extent that the pure in heart, by purity of desire of motive, speech, conduct, and good works, continually qualify the flowing stream of energy through the heart with light, and that pure light fills the aura. And so this seeing of God comes from the fact that there is something within us which we can equate with God and thereby identify God. And that something is his light. And God's light is his greatest gift to us because it is like water. It will take on the color, the frequency, the density, 
that we put upon it. We can make water into ice, into vapor, into liquid. The same is true with God's light. It is our immediate resource and it is continually flowing through like liquid, like moving fire, and it is always that which manifests in the aura and determines the personality of the individual. The difference between a saint and an ordinary person is that the saint has chosen day by day, hour by hour, to amplify the light of God as good works. Kuthumi, who writes the studies of the human aura, often quotes Jesus because Kuthumi was incarnated as St. Francis of Assisi, and he is a great devotee of Jesus. And he speaks about Jesus' words, Let your light so shine before men. Kuthumi says, This light of which he spake is the light which can be magnetized through the human aura, for it is the human emanation which heaven would make divine. Therefore let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. These good works are the activity of the Holy Spirit through the individual who has consecrated the garment of his being, his aura, to be worn by that manifest principle, the Holy Spirit. Now there are many saints walking around on earth today who do not know themselves that they are saints, and who are not recognized as saints because individuals walk in darkness, truly in darkness because they do not have the vision of God. And there are some who teach that it is not by good works that we enter in, and that there is nothing that we can do whereby we can inherit this consciousness of God, this gift and grace of the Holy Spirit. And yet we have this direct order from Jesus to actually qualify the aura with light, to let the aura shine, let it be amplified, so that men may see our good works. If good works are not necessary, then why ought we to let men see them, that they might glorify God? It is through good works that we manifest that mankind recognize God, and therefore their faith is increased. So the difference between the saint and the not-saint is the difference between the individual who was elected to be God and the one who has considered it blasphemy to elect to be God and therefore does nothing. Isn't this kind of purity just too much to ask in today's world? I don't think so at all because I think the soul's natural inclination is toward purity. I think we all have a desire to be the best kind of person we know how to be. And I think that even when things come out of us that aren't so nice. It is because the basic desire of the soul is to be whole. And in order to be whole, it has to rid itself of the absence of wholeness, which may be the darkness that lies at subconscious levels. I think people want to achieve, want to do good, want to be successful, and that although many people are motivated by greed, that still beneath that motivation there is that kernel of light which is God within the individual that has a desire to unfold a higher level of consciousness. When we realize how much God has placed within us of himself and what a useful tool the aura is and how close it can bring us to cosmic beings, ascended masters, and our own Christ self, we will begin immediately to use the threefold exercise which Kuthumi gives us 
in his studies of the human aura, this marvelous little decree which we have given before, I am light, glowing light, radiating light, intensified light. God consumes my darkness, transmuting it into light. These simple statements are a scientific affirmation of the God within us, transforming us and accelerating our being to return into that state of oneness. I think people really want this, but people have been confused as to what God really is, what heaven really is, and what the conditions are from getting from where we are today to where God is. And I think more people have been turned off to God by organized religion than those that have been turned on. And I think people have an innate understanding of God as peace, as freedom, as love, and as the flow of life. But then they are programmed to believe in sin and death and themselves as sinners, and so they act out their little animal parts in an animal farm where they feel completely helpless to do anything to increase the God consciousness on earth. Kathumi frees us from this mistake, and he says, Those who understand the meaning of God, Christ, and life from a real standpoint see that there is no difference between the divine nature in Jesus and the divine nature in themselves. They understand that there is no partiality in heaven. All can equate with the image of the beloved Son. Who is that beloved Son? That beloved Son is the Christ, and that is the second person of the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who are we? We are sons and daughters of God, lower case if you will. But all of us have that potential of the Trinity in the threefold flame within the heart. Yes, there is only one Son, the eternal Christ, who incarnated in Jesus. But all sons and daughters of God have the same opportunity to have the fullness of that Son dwell in them if they will equate with that opportunity and realize that it is not exclusive to one Son, but an opportunity for all. In the threefold flame that God has placed in our heart, we have the gift of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There is only one God, only one Father, only one Son, and only one Holy Spirit. But we must realize that this one flame of life can manifest infinitely and still remain as one. Therefore, there is not any doctrinal division. There is only a need for the acceleration of consciousness to the place where we can all realize that we share the inheritance of this sonship in the flame in the heart. Beginning from that point, we can expand the flame as Jesus did, and our auras can become a veritable beacon of light and salvation to the world. Would you say that finding God and magnifying the light in the aura are the same thing? Well, finding God is certainly a means to magnifying the aura, and magnifying the light of the aura certainly enables us to find God. It is the principle of hallowing time and space. That is, sanctifying the temple where we are, sanctifying life where we are, so that more and more of the energy of infinity is compressed, as it were, into globules of time and space until our consciousness is perpetually transcending itself. And right within this physical matrix, we can experience 
planes of consciousness beyond and beyond and beyond. Why is the light of the saints so often rejected by their fellow men? I think that the light, as it increases in the aura, is so intense that it activates pockets of darkness, force fields of antichrist, hatred, and even demons and discarnates who possess those souls who profess to have the only way as far as religion is concerned. And those who are possessed of these demons who dominate their consciousness with a false doctrine and a false teaching then become very annoyed when they are in the presence of those who are expanding the light of the aura and actually increasing the presence of Christ on earth. And so I think that that hatred of Christ, the Lamb who is slain from the foundation of the world, is the Antichrist manifestation that is present in those who have not elected to purify the heart, the motive, the desire, and consequently the aura. Why is there such a difference between light and darkness on earth when all people are created equal? Jesus stated it in another one of his mysteries that is still not understood. He said, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Jesus was talking about light, light in the aura and light in the centers and light in the heart. Those who have light become a magnet, like a great central sun magnet, magnetizing more and more and more of God until they shine, like the shining of Jesus' face in his transfiguration. Those who have not the light, in other words, those who have misqualified light with darkness, find that even the light which they had is taken from them because they have no magnet of God within them to retain that light. So it seems like the dark ones become darker and the light ones get lighter, even as they say the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. And this is a law of the universe, because each one has to elect to be the fullness of the abundance of God's light, and this he can do for one important reason, because God already dwells within us. What would happen if everybody on the planet were conscientiously trying to magnify the light in their aura? Doug, it would be tremendous. God said he would save Sodom if he could find ten righteous men in the city, and ten couldn't be found. Ten righteous men are ten individuals expanding the light of the aura. If everyone on the planet were doing this today, we would not have the problems we have, because all problems, world problems, political, economic problems, are the result of the caving in of the aura and individuals not taking a moment in the day to give that decree of Kathumi to expand the light, to consume darkness, and to make a thrust of cosmic consciousness here in time and space. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Now, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. 
the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. Um, it's time now for a little Q&A. And joining us today to field our typical barrage of questions is our good friend and regular contributor, Reverend Sidney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen. Hi, Sid. Okay, sainthood. Why bother? Can a few saintly people, you know, those 10 righteous men, really make a difference? Well, you know, uh, one of the great masters says the trek upward is worth the inconvenience. <laughs> um, but I think the core to this is, again, going back to who are we? Mm-hmm. What is our identity in God? The understanding that we were created by God, we have his presence with us through our mighty I am presence, through our holy Christ self, that we have a destiny and a mission to fulfill and it's not just us, but millions and millions of other souls, that is the reason we bother, quote-unquote, to mm-hmm. become saints or work towards that. Because God is unfolding within us, and it's unfolding in others. But one thing we have to understand is that God is in pain on this planet. He is present in so many millions and millions of souls, and their pain is his pain mm-hmm. because he is with them. And so as we are on our own, our own spiritual path home in fulfilling our goal of life, our ascension, and becoming God, experience his bliss and his joy, we become saints or aspire to become saints because of the need of others. And if you look at the great mm-hmm. saints of East and West, if you look at the Padre Pio and Mother Teresa, what was their number one thing other than the love of God, and it's actually a manifestation of the love of God, they wanted to ease the suffering of others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we put on more light, as we become a focus of good, and I'm talking about God good here and not just human good, then we can magnetize that light that will help these precious souls of light that don't know the truth, don't know the way, their karma has besieged them, and they need that help. And that mm-hmm. is the reason to walk the path of sainthood, to help God in these precious souls. Yeah, I'm reminded too that one of the noble truths of Buddha was that all life is suffering. Yes. You know, so, yeah, anyway... So, I guess it would be safe to say that what we're really trying to get across here is how important it is to be nice and kind <laughs> and considerate. Just doing a little more of that every day would make a huge difference, wouldn't it? Well, you have to start someplace. And, yeah. you know, Mother Teresa said we can't do, um, maybe a slight paraphrase, but we can't do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Mm. And that is very true in understanding. And so, it's a beginning 
of our bringing our world, our auras, our hearts into alignment with the beauty, the peace, the goodness, the light of God. And that can manifest as things that we do physically for other people or spiritually, yeah. or be the comfort flame or whatever it is. So it's important to start someplace. And it's also very important to understand motives because there are a lot of quote unquote good things done on this planet where the motives are not pure. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to sometimes mm -hmm. look at our motives. We, why do we want to do this? It's not wrong to do things necessarily that, that you know, may benefit you in the long run. But when you talk about the good of God, it is not a relative good and evil. It is a pure, fiery, intense light that is good. And that can manifest as very simple acts of kindness, of charity, of helping others. Yeah. One saint has told us that his passport to heaven was the never turning down someone that came to him for help and doing the things. And it may be very mundane, yeah. and yet it's the requirement of where that person is at, and that can be a manifestation of God good. You know, we've been using words like simple um, and easy. Well, I guess it wouldn't say easy, but, you know, we're talking about a, a concept here of sainthood, and we know that we have, you know, obviously simplified this concept somewhat. But what would you suggest for those who want to understand more about the path of sainthood? Well, I, I would first make reference to a comment Mrs. Prophet made, <clears throat> excuse me, and that was that it is really the innate nature of our being. Mm -hmm. It's really what we, who we are. We're not the worthless sinner, you know, that has to be saved by the death of someone else. We have sinned and made mistakes, but we're innately good because yeah. God is within us. So this right. does come naturally. And even though we have to overcome maybe some momentums that aren't there uh, or shouldn't be there mm -hmm. that we've created in, in error, nevertheless, it is, it is where we want to be. But to understand sainthood, what better thing to do than study the saints? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and, of course, the ascended masters are the greatest saints we have. A wonderful book called Lords of the Seven Rays deals with the seven masters that are the chohans or the lords of these rays. And there's a section there on every one of them about their lifetimes, mm -hmm. some of their tests, and so forth. And you look at their lifetimes and see what they went through, and then you're going to say, boy, if they could go through that, I could <laughs> do that. And, and even more recently, look at the life of Padre Pio or Mother Teresa and the spiritual travail and work that they had to do to bring forth that good to help others. And yet that was their pure motivation. So study the life of the saints. You don't have to say, well, I, you know, I'm not Mother Teresa or Padre Pio. Well, that's fine. But yeah. you can learn from them. Yeah. And you can start practicing some of the things they practice because this is an incremental thing. We don't become saints all at once, so to speak. <laughs> but we, we, we're not gonna, never going to get there if we don't take that first step. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we often refer to the Ascended Masters as the saints and sages of East and West. Is the Ascended Master path the same as uh, the path of sainthood? Well, yes and no. How's that for an answer? That's a good, good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good covers the bases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have many wonderful saints that, say, the Catholic Church is recognized as saints that may not have made their ascension. That doesn't mean they aren't mm -hmm. great beings with great causal bodies, but they haven't known, for instance, what it takes to make this set to some of the requirements mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, and yet some have made it without knowing that. And so it's not necessarily the same thing, although mm -hmm. all ascended masters are saints, if, if, that, if that makes sense. Oh, to yeah. You. yeah. Well, it, every major religion and spiritual path has its saints. Are all saints more or less equal? <laughs> well... <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> That's going to be my new pattern for answers oh, from now on. Good answer. You know, an ascended, all ascended beings are equal in the sense that they're ascended. They right. have one immortal life, and they never have to re-embody again. And yet, as the Bible teaches, the stars differ in glory. 
you know, if we become ascended master in this lifetime, it doesn't make us equal to the attainment of Jesus. Of course not. You know, yeah. so we have to strive and work. So ascended masters are all saints, but not all saints are equal because, again, we've talked about saints major in different areas, different aspects, mm-hmm. science, religion, culture, service, all these things. And obviously, someone of the attainment of Jesus, he's a cosmic being in terms of his attainment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's not equality there. And yet, once we make our ascension, we are indeed home free because uh, we don't have to re-embody anymore. Well, you've mentioned a couple times, and it reminds me again now, that when we do make our ascensions, it's a new beginning. That Absolutely. there are beings who have been ascended for quite some time who are vastly superior to us in terms of their spiritual attainment. Right. But it isn't that we can't acquire that same attainment at some point. Exactly. It is, it is our true birth because yeah. it's our birth of our immortality. And what happens is, remember, we shared before, is as, co- as beings above us spiritually or more advanced us move on, you know, there's job openings, so to speak. <laughs> right. yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know, people have to prepare, souls have to prepare to fill them. So yeah. this is just the beginning. Um, we're, we're kind of in a, in a line, one behind the other, so to speak. Yeah, and, and the problem is yeah. not enough people have been coming up through the line. Yeah. Well, but they're equal opportunity employer. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the karmic implications of practicing everyday sainthood? Well, you know, if you look at your life today and we look at our lives, we are what we have created. And so we've created the karmic equation of where we are. And I think... Probably for many of us, there's many wonderful things in our lives, but there are things that are not so hot. Right. The problems and naughty problems we need to solve. When we start practicing sainthood, we're doing two things. One is we're ensuring the use of God's energy to make good karma mm-hmm. that goes out and gains more of itself and comes back to us. But it also allows us the opportunity uh, to build up our treasures in heaven that will help us deal with our current problems. And for instance, you know, by calling forth the violet flame every day, not only do you get the good karma of sending that out into the world, but also of transmuting karma of that day. So uh-huh. it's a two, two-way purpose. You know, we do have to deal with our karma. We're not excluded from that. Uh-huh. The saints weren't excluded from that. But by doing the techniques of the true sainthood, uh, which is the mastery of the spoken word, the understanding of the chakras, the mis- use of light and energy flowing through us, we can accomplish both purposes. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to go back for just a second to this um, subject we were talking about a moment ago, um, sainthood and the ascension. Um, and the fact that we should be careful, perhaps, not to equate sainthood with the ascended master status. As you mentioned, the ascension has other requirements beyond saintliness. So, could you mind just kind of going over this again briefly? Right, first? and I think part of this um, is understanding the term sainthood. I mean, the Catholic Church has a very clear definition. They're either, you're either a saint or you're not a saint based on what the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the church has decided. Right. Uh, obviously, there are saints in other religions and so forth um, that are considered uh, but I think in terms of ascended masters, they are the true saints in the sense that they aren't, aren't returning. They've, they've reunited with God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, an individual that has great attainment and done great things that perhaps the church calls a saint but isn't ascended may still have a tremendous causal body. And, you know, they pray to the saints of the Catholic Church. And so yes. we don't pray to human beings, but we can certainly make calls to the, if the person is not ascended, even to the light of their causal body, mm-hmm. just as we can to ours. Yeah. Yeah. So, and getting back again to the ascension, remember you have to balance 51% of your karma mm-hmm. at least. You have to balance your threefold flame, and you have to fulfill your divine plan. So it takes all those three things to make your ascension. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've said that everyday sainthood requires practice, but it, it <laughs> may also require a thick skin, if you will. <laughs> After all, you know, people who try to be good all the time often get called names like goody-goody, or <laughs> they're accused of putting on airs or being too good, you know. So sainthood has its risks, doesn't it? Well, I, you know, you have to go in there with your eyes wide open. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, and the reason being is, as you magnetize and draw more light to your aura, it becomes a challenge to those that have chosen darkness. And so they don't like it. 
because mm-hmm. it's not because of what you do, it's who you are, the light that you hold in your aura. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be prepared for that. And one way you prepare for that, we have the teaching of Archangel Michael and the tube of light, where you, you protect yourself with a mighty tube of light every day. You call to Archangel Michael, protect yourself and your families. And yeah, there's going to be some bumps on the road because anyone that wants to change things or wants to change themselves is going to face opposition. Very often you find that opposition will come from people's families. Mm-hmm. You know, we like mm-hmm. you the way you were before. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. Who do you think you are now? Okay, you know, yeah. trying yeah. to be, you know, and so forth. So you got to approach this humility, but you also understand that that is one of the things that happens to people. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're standing up in the middle of an auditorium saying, I, I don't believe in this and I'm leaving. You know, you know, I want, so. I, I'm going to accept that you know, God is in me and there's yep. a path for me to walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that with his help. And you know, people that don't want to make the sacrifice, don't want to have the discipline, don't want to pay the price, so to speak, mm-hmm. of this path, they're not going to like it. Right. Yeah, well, you know, you, when you read about the lives of the saints, you know they had a pretty rough go of it. I mean, most of them were, you know, there was somebody trying to beat the goodness out of them. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, fortunately, we're not burning people to stake these days. We find other ways of doing it. But, now, but right? you know, it's yeah. just an understanding. And with yeah. God, you know, but it didn't deter them. Do you notice that? These horrible mm. things that happened to them, it never deterred them because they had the bliss of God. They had the presence of God. They had the love of God. And that was greater than any pain or persecution they were suffering. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I think of Padre Pio being kicked around his room by the devil. Every night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I think we've got to take a break right here. Um, but please, everyone, don't go away. Uh, when we return, we'll continue our discussion of sainthood with Sidney Bennett. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. 
And we are back for more discussion with Sidney Bennett on the subject of sainthood. Now, before we took a break, I, I, I sensed that Terry had a question he was just burning to ask. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about us, how we started out the program today. We started out talking about practicing everyday sainthood from the standpoint of being good and, <laughs> and doing good. Now, we're talking about sainthood as being potentially lethal. <laughs> yeah. um, so is there a danger that we might end up talking more people out of sainthood than into it? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's, a, it's an understanding. We reach that point in our existence where we say, you know, especially when we understand we've had multiple lives. Mm-hmm. I've been everywhere. I've done everything. I probably committed every sin there is in the book. You know, I'm tired yeah. of this. You know, yeah. I want to become who God intends me to be. I want God to take over my life. I want to walk those footsteps and the footsteps of Jesus, of the saints. I want to follow them because it's in my divine destiny, and the time is now. Mm-hmm. And, and we ask the question, if not now, when? When yeah. are we going to have a better opportunity for this? And, you know, we've made karma, and there's going to be bumps on the road like we talked about. But nothing worth achieving, you know, comes easily. No. And you've got the Ascended Masters with you. You've got Archangel Michael. You've got your mighty eye in presence. And there are tests. There are challenges that come to every person on the path. But it is our privilege to walk these. Yeah. You know, God has a right to test us, and we have a right to be tested. And that's how we're going to rid ourselves of this human consciousness, how we're going to rid ourselves of impure motives, and how we're going to demonstrate to God our commitment and our love. Because that's what it comes down to. How much do we love? When Jesus asked Peter, you know, feed my sheep. And he asked him three times. And Peter was like, what's going on here? Well, I already <laughs> said I'm going to feed your sheep. But I think at one level he was saying, how much do you love, Peter? Mm-hmm. How much do you love? And that's a question we all ask. And we can love more today than we did yesterday. We can mm-hmm. surrender more and give more. So the path of sainthood, the path of the ascension, is challenging. Yeah. But you know what? We're up to it. God won't take any, give us any more harder tests than we can pass. And we have the science of it, the understanding of it. We have the joy of walking the path. And yes, there is pain. Yes, there is loss sometimes. Yes, there is criticism and misunderstanding from others. But that's been the plight of every soul of light that has pursued the path of God. Yeah, and I guess we could sum it up by saying that the rewards for doing good will always outweigh the risks. Yeah, you yeah. Know? When we begin to practice everyday sainthood with conscious intention, we yeah. may notice some changes. We could, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, maybe even physically. Uh, what might some of these changes be? Well, I think we have to understand that, that light is what we call the alchemical key. It brings change. And so as you, as we reorder our lives in terms of how we live, how we use God's energy every day, we make a conscious effort to qualify it in positive ways and love and, 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 and so forth. As we magnetize the light through our prayers and decrees and so forth, that light is going to bring change. It's going to change, actually change in your physical being. Your aura mm-hmm. is going to change. Your interest will change because your vibration will change. It may be subtle at first, but eventually you may be much more comfortable with a different kind of music. Um, you mm-hmm. know, with classical music, you may, there may be movies or shows that you, you know, you just don't choose to watch anymore yeah. because of the vibration of them or people you used to associate with and you still love them, but it's not, they're doing things that you're not there anymore. Yeah. And, and it be, you know, <laughs> it becomes, you know, you're holding more light and you're a guardian for that light. And it's not, you know, it's something you want to do. It's not something you're being forced to do. It's something you want to do because you treasure that and treasure the change in your being. So it does bring change to you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, like if you're going through a, a healing crisis, you know, and, you know, you got to get the bad out and you get sick for a while and then you're better. 
So, you know, this stuff does come out. And that, you know, for instance, I want to give an example of this. Sometimes people that are on the spiritual path for a long time suddenly will have a whole bunch of anger come out and they think, whoa, I thought that was behind me. Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's a pocket of anger in their subconscious or unconscious mind that was coming up for transmutation. So what you do is you say, okay, that's not who I want to be. You don't condemn yourself. But you recognize the error and say, okay, you call on the law of forgiveness. I want to balance that, whatever it takes to do, and seek a greater mastery over it. So it's not just you know, a straight upward path. There's some bumps on the way yeah. because we've got to go back and deal with every jot and tittle uh, of our karma, not only from this light and others. So you need to understand the equation of it. It brings change, but I can tell you it is the most exciting path on this planet to know who you are to know how much God treasures you and loves you, that you have the presence of God within you, and that you can get there to immortal life, but you've got to work at it. You've yeah. got to strive. But, you know, don't we want to do that? Oh, yeah. We don't want a free pass. We want to take accountability for who we are and what we've done and the presence of God in us and our ability to gain that master because God is with us. It, it, well, it's just like a, a story that I heard the other day of a little child that, that tipped over his mother's bobby pins and wanted to work with it to use the pincer, you know, uh, sort of uh, function in the, in the, you know, wanted to do it over and over and over again until they had it, just right. like, like gaining mastery. Saying, gaining yeah. mastery. Yeah. Well, you know, in terms of gaining mastery, I'm reminded of the, um, Paul's words, I die daily. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about throwing off old patterns and replacing them with new ones. And I guess I'm, this is a basically the mastery is the process of sainthood. And, and again, I think this is a, a kind of a, a fine point that we have to understand. Becoming your Christ self, when your ascension, is not about mastering the human. We're never going to master the human. What it's about is displacing the human mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you got to get rid of it because you know it may have served you very well and had some purposes at one point, but as you pursue your path of, of spiritual Christhood and your mastery, the human becomes a block. Yeah. And so when Paul says, I die daily, he means my human consciousness dies daily. My, I become more of my Christ self every day and less of my human. It doesn't happen all at once. It's incremental. And so that's what he's referring to, and that is the path of sainthood. Yeah. And, you know, praise be to God. If we can be more of our Christ selves today than we were yesterday, then we're that much closer to God. We can hold more light for God. We can hold more of a balance for people. And I want to mention something here about good um, that I, w- I was meant to say before. And that is, you know, there's a sort of human good, you know, that's like, uh, someone told me once, corporate philanthropy is not philanthropy. You know, it's, it's done in the interest of the corporation. It doesn't mean yes. it's bad. It's just the reality of it. But as you put on the God good within you and you have the ability to hold this more light in your aura and your heart becomes purified, you can actually hold the balance. God within you can hold the balance for literally millions of people. And that sounds impossible, but that's what God can do within you as we purify our vessel and our vehicle in humility and love and can hold that light in harmony, you know, the planet will be changed. The presence of Jesus in his final embodiment on this planet physically changed the planet. Yeah. Not yeah. just spiritually, but physically. That's what light can do. That's amazing. <laughs> well, as you know, one of our, our favorite topics is co-creation with God, specifically how it is God's energy that we use for our every thought, word, and deed. And in this regard, I'd like to ask you to expand on the point that Elizabeth Clare Prophet made in her interview earlier. Here's what she said. The difference between a saint and an ordinary person is that the saint has chosen day by day, hour by hour, to amplify the light of God as good works. Right. And I think the path of sainthood is understanding that you are intended to become God in manifestation as an individual God flame. How do you get there? 
you put on God incrementally, as we talked just a mm-hmm. moment ago. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, good works is one of them. And good works is not just doing things and helping people, but protecting and honoring the light that God gives you so that, again, you can bring that presence of light in situations that become the alchemical key. I mean, uh, we've been taught, for instance, one reason planes, planes will crash or not crash is how much light is in that plane. Can the light in the plane that the individuals are holding hold the balance against whatever problem is in the airplane? Mm-hmm. And when it can't hold that, then unfortunately a plane crash can occur. But these can be averted by the light. And as we hold light, things can be different on this planet. And it doesn't take millions and millions of people to do this. It, I, don't, there's, I don't know the number, but it doesn't take a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One plus God is a majority. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you know, another thing we heard Mrs. Prophet say in her interview was that there are many saints walking around on earth today who do not know that they're saints, you know, because for whatever reason, their good works are not recognized. Can you expand on that point? Well, you know, unfortunately, in Christian traditional tradition, Christian theology, you know, we're worthless sinners. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you start hearing that from an earliest age in church, I mean, you got to believe a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay? Well, yeah. So people tend <laughs> to, you know, almost think it's blasphemy. And in fact, they do think it's blasphemy to consider that God is within them and they are meant to follow in Jesus and not just worship him. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, they don't understand who they are. And one of the missions of the Ascended Masters is to illumine people. Look, you have God within you. You have God potential. And, and once you recognize that, then your sainthood that these carry can be protected, expanded, and multiplied. But don't forget, the forces of darkness, the fallen angels, want to keep the good people of God believing they're really worthless sinners and can't do much. That's, that's, that's their game plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that interview, we were reminded once again of Jesus' admonition to, to qualify our auras with light, to let our auras shine and be amplified so that men may see our good works. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, what does that mean? Because we know we can't be like the Pharisees or the priests that pray, you know, do their praying in public so that the people think how wonderful they are. Right. So by the good works, it means to magnetize and bring that light in your aura that will be the presence of God. That is what they need to see in you. Not your human goodness, but the presence of God within you. And again, you know, that's not easy because it's a challenge to the world and to others. And we can do that in humility and we can do that in love, but we just have to understand what it is. And those are the good works, the good light of our aura that we have manifest, protected, and qualified, I think, are the good works. And that may manifest physically as doing things, but, I mean, that's, that's what Jesus is talking about, mm-hmm. I think, there. And I'm thinking of, of the good works as manifesting as a vibration, actually, too. So you're, when you become good inside, you're actually broadcasting that, and people have the ability to receive that in their Right. Receiver. It's not just sitting on a meditation pad and being right. good. I mean, you read... <laughs> Mother Teresa, she went to the darkest of the slums, yeah. you know, and she obviously manifested that saintliness and that light through her acts of kindness and compassion yeah. and so forth. Well, you know, you talk about the, the uh, putting on the teachings. We, we often refer to that process in our own practice, putting on the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And this is the same sort of thing. I mean, we are basically putting on, by increments, the divine realization of who we are and this is going to be something that, no matter how we start it, it is called climbing the highest mountain. It's climbing the highest mountain, and it's surrendering, letting go of who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a banker for 35 years, and that's who I thought I was. You know, <laughs> I'm realizing that was just a job, so to speak. So right. understanding your true identity in God, what it takes to get there, what it takes to fulfill that purpose, and the joy of pursuing that. Yeah. And on that note, uh, another hour has literally flown by, and I'm afraid it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank Sidney Bennett again, as always, for his clarity and wisdom. 
Thank you so much, Sid. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today, too. We hope you find the subjects we share illuminating and helpful as you pursue your spiritual path. And we always welcome your comments, questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yeah, and as we sign off today, we'd like to leave you with this prayer. Sydney, would you mind leading us in this? Dear Father, heaven, we pray that all who seek the light may find it. May all who serve the light be rewarded and strengthened in their efforts. And may all who stand in defense of the light and life be comforted in the knowledge that they are making a true difference. Oh, yeah. Well, and on that note, to remember that though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. Have a blessed and victorious week, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.